Just Talking Podcast, the best 45 minutes of your life you've ever wasted. With your host, Nick, and your co-hosts, Xander Simpson and Caitlin Coles, being replaced in today's episode by Christian. Let's get talking. work to do sounds really fun um i just started on doing yulong project for uh, my class and also i have also joined a um another project as well just to you know keep my mind stimulated because i always like doing something yeah, I just got recently got back into the thick of things in terms of content creation. Like I've put out a few auditions for a few fan projects and I'm starting my own projects in. Nice. Um so sorry guys for the long break. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh stuff got in the way, my bad. But yeah, so I guess we're back to content creating. Um, so anything interesting happened to you this week, or just kind of a boring week? Just a boring week. Hmm. Uh, I recently got a new puppy, actually. She, uh, she's freaking adorable, but she's the most pain in the butt ever. What kind of puppy is it? It is a Beagle Chihuahua mix, and, uh, her name is Luna. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I have two dogs myself. Uh, one is a beagle mix, and one is uh, an abomination of sorts. <laughs> Why do you say abomination? Uh, I can't tell what he is. Uh, when we adopted him, it said a terrier of some sort, but he doesn't look like any terrier I've seen before. Some sort of strange amalgamation of dog parts. <laughs> You know, I never really understood the dog adoption part or the process. Is it just like you go in and sign some papers and walk out with a dog, or is it like a full throw thing where you have to do background checks? Or uh, I think it depends, but oh, well, you have to get the like you have to sign a sheet um, with all the vaccinations and things. You have to get the dog vaccinated and 
uh, basically just get all the administrative processes done and then you can just take it home. But there's typically a waiting period. I think when I got my younger dog in like Hong Kong, I waited about two weeks before um, he was ready to be adopted. So what are the names of your two dogs? Uh, Lexi and Chewy. Why did you name your dog Chewy? Uh, it's Chewbacca from Star Wars. I, I got the reference, so I'm going to guess that uh, it's sort of brown with black spots. Uh, he's brown, but he's got little tufts of black fur and strange spots. Sounds kind of odd, but cool. Um, so apparently this week is, well, technically it's, uh, November 1st to November 8th, which runs like two weeks for us, but, um, this week is, uh, French week or national French week, my bad. And yeah, so all over the nation, everybody's participating in a whole bunch of, uh, like French stuff and yeah. Well, I've never heard of that before. I live like right next to France. Well then, um, did you ever have to take a foreign language in school? Um, uh, French is mandatory where I live, and I took Chinese for about five years, um, and I took Spanish for about a semester. I just, uh, I'm just starting French this year, um, so just kind of. Not too much, mostly just the beginnings of uh, introductions to conversations and also um, just different things like that. Um, although I've never actually heard anybody study Chinese, so it's a bit interesting. Yeah, uh, I tend to move around a lot. Um, I started learning when I lived in Hong Kong a few years back, and... Uh, I stuck with it when I moved here, and then I stopped learning. Like, I stopped taking classes for it uh, this year, but I'm uh, sort of self-studying so I can uh, uh, prepare for the an external exam, which, like, sort of proves my fluency in Chinese, I guess. Isn't it, like, a whole bunch of uh, symbols you need to remember or something? I think you mentioned it once. Yeah, uh... Chinese doesn't really have uh, an alphabet like um, English or Korean or uh, some parts of Japanese. Instead, they, for every word, they have a separate character. But those characters can be made up of sort of like smaller characters called radicals, which are sort of like an alphabet. They're more like prefixes and suffixes or like Latin roots. So they made their own roots and words? Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass to learn Chinese or Japanese because, well, part of Japanese is literally just Chinese. So Because you have to memorize for every single word uh, a different character. That does seem kind of tedious. Uh, I think for my next exam, I have to learn... Uh, about 1,200 characters to pass. Dang. Are they just like normal conversational characters, or...? Um, 
it's enough to be able to speak fluently in Chinese. Like you'll be able to speak at a near native level in China. Oh, so it's not like, um, or you, you, it's like all of the words up until like you need to look up a go or go to a dictionary and look them up. Um, sort of. Um, it's sort of a mixed bunch. Like you can talk about things like in a complicated way, but you can't talk about it su- in a super complicated way. You know, like you could talk about politics, but you can't talk about um the s- geopolitical atmosphere. I never got into politics myself. It's just sort of a messy subject. And I really don't like the matter of people yelling at each other and the fact that everybody's going to try and threaten each other with nukes. So I just, you know, stay out of that kind of thing. Well, politics is sort of interesting, but like, especially if you sort of remove yourself from it in a way, because you could just sort of, uh, sort of like a game in a way. It's just... Well, you you see how things react with each other. You see like the consequences. You can see like how it affects you. You can see how it affects other people, and um and how and what will happen in the future based off of it. So it's sort of like history in a modern sense. I guess that is kind of cool. However, I just still see the fact that you know behind all of the foreseeing of things there's always the fact that it's just mostly people yelling at each other saying that they know more than the other person well that's only some that's an aspect of politics but it's not really like the full thing like sure you get some candidates who appeal to like the emotions of their voters rather than logic or through actual ways of accomplishing their goals but um there are some candidates and politicians who are very reasonable um like donald trump cough cough just kidding yeah um i'm not gonna start down that path that's that's a deep and dark path that's gonna take more than an hour uh, in the united nations i know um they have a very specific way you're meant to um, do things by, and you have to do everything by parliamentary procedure. So um, you have to speak in the third person because you're representing the country that you're um, you're representing a country, and you're not representing your individual interests. And you have to sort of uh, say things in a very polite manner, unlike uh, some politicians in the United States right now. Fair point. Um, I, uh, you know, I I feel like if we keep talking about politics, we're going to probably go into a conversation that we shouldn't be in. So um, in that case, do you got any good video games that you like playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 2 recently, just uh, reopening it and uh, playing it with some friends on uh, fresh characters. I've also been have, playing a lot of uh, Civ Five. I have never like I've heard of the the title Borderlands, and I have never played or seen anything at all from it. Uh, you should. It's definitely worth a try. At this point, it's an older game, but you could pick it up uh, in its Game of the Year uh, form 
at typically any sale for like five dollars it's got like probably hundreds of hours of content depending on how much you get out of your game uh in terms of uh how much you enjoy replaying games i should say um it's also just fun to play with friends because it's got a four-person co-op um the story is pretty replayable you could play through the game like three or four times i think this is my third time playing through it i feel like after a while then you get pretty bored because it's just same story over and over again well you sort of can but then there's some things that mix it up there's like a harder mode which scales things to well which levels up things a lot and makes the game more challenging and then there's also lots of different classes and abilities you can choose so it it tends to keep it like fairly fresh each time speaking of old games uh i've recently been doing some uh dungeons and dungeons and dragons uh games pretty fun the board game or like online like pencil and paper okay i've always wanted to get into uh D, &D but i've never had like a decent amount of people who would want to do it with me yeah, the problem with that is you need to actually have some people that want to do it, and then after that, you need someone who's going to be willing to run the entire game um, and not be a player whatsoever, unfortunately. However, they do control a lot of stuff, which I guess is fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, hey, I, oh yeah, oh yeah, people, you guys don't, don't, you guys haven't realized that I'm going to be in this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've just been uh, sitting here listening to it quietly and decided since wasn't able to make today's episode, I'd fill in um, for since Chris is already filling in for um, Awcraft, I was like, oh, I'm going to fill in for, you know, I realized that I'm going to have a little bit more time than what I thought I was going to have, so I decided to jump in on the conversation. I went to the bathroom, came back, and heard something about D&D. &D. I'm a giant fan of D&D. &D. I'm one of, like, the biggest people, which I can also segue this into Stranger Things. Do you guys watch Stranger Things? Uh, I started about a week ago. Yes, it's the most amazing thing ever. Anyways, without giving too many spoilers to anyone, um, there's these creatures in the show. Um, for those of you listening, I'm not talking about Demogorgons. I'm talking about the Demo Dogs that are shown. Yeah, I have, a, I have created that in 5e. <laughs> like, I have a stat. I have, like, a D&D stat thing and it's it's like i made it on D, &D beyond i'm like ah oh, yes this works perfectly um and i also heard you talking about how you couldn't get uh, a decent amount of people into a group um and the thing is there's this uh there's this online uh or there's this website called roll 20 i don't know if you've ever heard of it yeah i've heard of it it's really useful, like really, really useful. Um, and you can actually get a decent sized group of people. It's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, it's a, that's, that's how I run most of my games. I do have a group. Uh, I do have a group of my mom and my dad, my brother and my sister. And then my my uh, my dad's 
best friend's family plays with it, plays in our group too. Um, we play two, we have two running campaigns. My dad's best friend DMs, and then I DM the other group. Um, I DM, uh, it's mine's a home. We started playing, me and him started co DMing with each other after I played a little bit, and I'm like, I don't like this game. Um, not, not, not D&D, but I didn't like the module he was using. He was using Lost Minds of Delver. I was playing through it, and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is pretty fun. This is this is cool. And then he, um, and we were co-DMing. We failed at communicating it, communicating. So basically, what happened was we ended up with, like, our players ended up getting confused. So we had to split our game, um, because me and him both had ideas of games to run, and our ideas really couldn't combine. So we we run two separate campaigns. Mine's uh, homebrew, and his is trying to get us is trying to get uh, characters out of the situation. I play in his, and he plays in mine. We just we just switch between DMing the two campaigns, and and it's actually pretty fun. Um, and I'm using that demo dog in my game. It's gonna be pretty interesting. Um, because I'm gonna they're gonna uh ha they're their game's going to be turned upside down, if you get what I mean. Huh? Huh? Anybody like my pun Stop there? Stop the puns. That that was bad. I get it. It's Stranger Things reference, but man, that was too hard. <laughs> so I, I, I know, Chris, you haven't actually gotten into it too much, but uh, Xander, I do have to ask, have you ever actually played D&D where you had models of characters that you were able to use? On yes, I've played. Um, yeah, actually, my game that we played, uh, whenever we started playing our uh, Lost Minds of Vandelver, um, because the DM, the and even in our game that he DMs, uh, the the other DM, he he's really traditional. Whereas I started, I st I found out about D and D from them, and I played one game of three point five with them, and then went on to play Pathfinder uh, in a store, and then um, I didn't really go to that store very often. Shout out to Game Over Comics, Card Collectibles, and Gaming. Hey, um, but, <laughs> um, we, uh, like, I played on, I played on paper then, or played on maps and used, used the character models, except for the store, whenever I played Pathfinder at the store, we had the little, we had, like, the little paper tote, or the little cardboard token things, um, I have some of those somewhere around here in my room here, um, <laughs> but we, we did that, um, it was really, really interesting, uh, but, I've played with models of the characters. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm actually starting to uh, do game art for my year-long project, so um, I'm kind of actually taking some inspiration for a year-long project from Civ Five, if there uh, are some of their mechanics, and also um, if it, either if you guys have played Ages of War, where um, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's where you level up and. Um, like, you level or you start at the Stone Age, and then you have to go through different ages, and um, all throughout you are fighting an alien base, and then at the end, when you're in like the future era, I guess you could call it because everything's like so high tech, clean cut, futuristic. Um, that's when you actually beat the alien base and you win the game. Oh, okay. But yeah, in D and D, you cannot win at all. It's very, very interesting. Uh, transitioning over to another topic, um, Chris, why don't you uh, tell them what you're what you're doing now with Impact Media, like with our parent company, Vice President? Woo, yeah! 
as I've previously stated before, Impact Media is, is becoming uh, Impact Holdings. And, and we're going to be making a few adjustments with Impact um, with, with our name and our brand. So uh, Chris, Kristen, is, is, Christian is here to help us with with our transitioning period. And then, I mean, Chris is not on here. It's not on the just talking podcast very often because, well, that's his new, that that's his new role. And I, I don't want somebody to be working on both. I was supposed to be working on both simultaneously, but that's not happening. James, who previously hosted on the just talking podcast, he could possibly be returning to help with, uh, filling in for people and being, um, a corporate or not a corporate, but a board of director, uh, board, a member of the board of directors. Um, our uh, friend Chris Baker, who's doing amazing things out in the world today, could possibly. I mean, we're trying to work with returns of some of our former members because, as you guys can tell, we're a little understaffed here after a few people left and then everything. We're we're understaffed here, and that's you know that, that's what we're trying to we're trying to repair ourselves and and you know fix a few things. I mean. Has anybody heard anything from the Sea Pig podcast? Because I mean, I know that's that's our only competitor. Has anybody heard anything from them? Like, have they created anything new recently? <laughs> I don't think they have. I Didn't... think we're on top right now. <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. That was you're really trying too hard with these jokes. Anyways, um, actually, I have never heard of that podcast. To be honest, uh, just yeah, Gaff who used to work here. Him, um, Lee, who also used to work here, um, Maverick, I think, Ma- or Maverick still works here, but he used to, uh, or I think he's a member of it, too, um, but they were on there for a little bit. If you go back and watch one of our episodes, we make a reference to Pig Podcast, and we play, like, our first, the first few minutes of Pig in one of our episodes, and yeah, that's, and they got really mad at me for that. Like, they were still working with us, and they got mad at me for that. They're like, or, they're like, why didn't you ask if you could use that footage? I'm like, well, I mean, considering you guys are members, and we, I figured you guys would be cool with it, because we made a reference to it. I mean, I was like, I could have just cut out the references to Pig, and, you know, you guys would have got no viewers, because we all know how crappy this channel is, but I, I don't, you know. <laughs> There's a few people that I will never contact about returning to the podcast. Is one of them Iggy? I'm not. She's not returning. She slash he. I don't really know. Is not returning. Um, Chris Baker. I originally was like, no, he's not returning. But me, me and him are good now. Um, he's doing amazing things out in the world today. He's a part of some pretty, pretty interesting short films. Um, and he's he's had a really busy schedule though and that, that's that's our only that's our only problem with him coming on here and we're not consistent and organized enough i'm i'm sure he'll be like i i'm sure he'll quit just by reading the chat um because i'm like are we recording <laughs> you know but he he could possibly return but yeah sea pig yeah i think they've kind of just you know quit but their plan they don't go out on a schedule like we try to do <laughs> um which again sorry for that break we're trying to stay consistent but with some of us like not being available it's like well do i want to host a one person episode we all know how seasons one and two went so we're not going that route um but i legitimately think that um that um that sea pig is pretty much done i believe 
I don't I don't know much. Maybe it is. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, what do you do for work? I, I mean, you said you had lots of work to do, and I just never asked you what kind of stuff that you do. I guess. Well, I'm currently a student, but I am pursuing some voiceover work. Um, I'm getting my studio set up, uh, a home studio set up now, and yeah, I'm generously. Generally, right now, just uh, practicing my craft, sort of. That's cool. I've been working on my vocal range, uh, vocal range as it is, uh, which kind of sucks at the moment, to be honest, because I cannot go into falsetto or even anywhere near tenor. So, I mean, I, I got this mid-tone, and then I can go a little bit into bass, and that's about it. So it kind of sucks at the moment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm currently, well, I'm about to be doing nothing, but I'm, as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, I am a member of uh, a marching band. It's a lot of work, a lot of work, um, and then I've—that's it's a lot of work. Uh, but soon, everything's gonna stop there, and that's whenever I start loading myself with jobs to do and or things to do. And you know, I'm gonna have—I'm—I'm um, I'm working on a voice acting project. It's called a. Uh, uh, man, what's the name of the project? I know what it is. It's called School Days. That's what it is. It's called. School days. I play uh, doc, or I play Mr. Ian Green. I tried writing a few episodes for the director, and the director's like, "Yeah, I don't like this, 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 this." And I'm like, "Okay, so, so you don't like my ideas? <laughs> okay, that's that's okay." <laughs> but um, I love writing stuff, and you know, I, you know, I'm not in the same mindset as the director, as the casting director, so I don't really know much <laughs> into like all the what the characters would say and do and you know i tried i tried very hard to do to to make some of it fit but you know i mm, well we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens but i'm i'm working on that um and then and, and i'm trying to fill my voice acting resume up because you know i want to do that i want to be an actor so more than just a voice actor but a regular actor too so you know <laughs> i want to i want to see where things go so you know so as it seems i guess we are all pursuing something to do with voice acting or anything to do with audio i guess um as of right now i mean obviously we're on a podcast but uh yeah so pretty cool So uh Chris, do you draw at all? Uh yeah, I do dabble. I'm currently taking some lessons, um learning the basics. Um I do draw as a hobby. Uh, but not very well, but I'd like to sort of develop it into a sort of marketable skill. I, um, I, I don't want to sound like a, a jerk when I say this. I, I sort of ran into a commission that, uh, someone asked for me to do and I kind of didn't want to do it because I didn't feel like my art skills were <laughs> any good to be honest. Um, and so he uh, he said it was okay. Um, or I, I told him, you know, like, 
I, I don't think I'll be able to do too good for it. And uh, he said, okay, can you at least try? So I've tried, and apparently he's overwhelmed with how well it turned out, and I still think it looks pretty bad. Well, that's just, you're your own worst critic. I mean, when you're, if someone asks you to commission something, that means they've already looked at your work, they're familiar with it, and they want to essentially pay you to make something. They're already very confident in your abilities. So if someone is offering to pay you, then that should mean that your ability is on par with what they expect or above. So you should never really, uh, I guess, put yourself down. Don't um, tell them that you don't think you can do it because then that lowers their expectations and then, or they're not going to expect anything good. They're going to see it in sort of a negative light. Yeah, because I mean, I've worked with a lot of uh, a lot of projects and stuff that people are working for me, and they're working. They have a really low self esteem, or you know, they think that their work is horrible. <clears throat> in Freya, um, but uh, a, a lot of people do that, and they and and that's what they do. And I, you know, it it always makes your work less. Like it. it worsens your work if if you if you start to be like man this sucks i hate what i'm doing i'm not doing it well enough if 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 the person likes it you're doing it well enough yeah well the thing is uh one this person has rarely seen any of my work not even close to what he want he was asking me about um it was mostly just because i was his friend but also um on top of that when i actually showed him the picture he's like wow this is better than i expected and I kind of, I was like, you know, I feel like you're kind of insulting my art a little bit because you feel like I was going to give you something that was really bad anyways. And then now it's like, yeah, thank you for praising me. But at the same time, I'm confused on whether or not you're actually insulting my work. Yeah, that's not really a compliment. That's kind of a dick move, to be honest. It was really just not a good situation. He, I don't think he meant that to 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 like seem like a jerk i think what he did was he's like he like it's always good to expect worse than what you're gonna get and in your mind you you think of something you're like well that's what i want and then if somebody does better than what you wanted well that's what you say i don't i don't think that he was meaning that like as in like well i didn't expect this much work from you he's just like well this is you know because he's never he's never received anything from you so, so he he just he he knows you, and from what he knows about you, other than your work, you know, maybe he's like, well, okay, I know you. I didn't know that you could do such a great job. You know, kind of like that. That would be great, but at the same time, I just I still feel like he kind of it was like adding salt to wounds that I felt like I already had. Um, so, I mean, I can, I can send you, I can show you guys what I've had or what I have done, but at the same time, I, I still feel like one, it's not that good. And two, it needs a lot of work. It's popping across your screen right now. And I want you guys to comment below how good of a job Nick did on it. I mean, it's still nowhere near done. I still have a lot of shading to do. And also everything is done in digital art. So I'm still practicing that. Yeah.
yeah, digital art is fun. I can't draw worth the crap, but once I put it, once I put it into the computer, I'm like, and have a finished project. It's great. I'm working on, uh, I'm thinking about uh, writing something, writing a uh, an animated series together for Impact, um, for Impact to pick up. If if Impact gets interested in picking it up, um, but Impact can pick it up and use it. Um, I, but I think it, it'll, you know, I suck at drawing, so I'm not going to hand draw any of the characters. I'm going to actually digitally make the characters and everything. Then I'm going to go cast the people to be in the pilot episode. And then after the pilot episode, I'll see I'll see if, if Impact will take it. I'll see if even bigger places will take it. But, you know. But yeah, I cannot draw with a crap, like, in real life. I, I can only draw in digital. And see, that's backwards for me, because I, I feel a, a lot more confident when I draw in real life, and I usually start everything out with a sketch on paper and then take a picture and move it over to digital, but at the same time, it's still... Eh. I mean, I typically try to do, uh, to do it on paper first, and then maybe scan it and put it on digital, but if I don't like the result, I'm just like, you know what, screw it, I, I'm going digital. I use um, Macromedia Flash, which is an animation program. For those of you who, who are like, well, Flash, that sounds similar, but it's not Adobe Flash. It's actually the original Adobe Flash. Yeah, I know what program you're using, and that's very interesting that you're using a vector-based system instead of bitmap, which is what most pictures use. Well, I mean, typically, like, I'll I'll draw it there, and then I'll export it to a uh, uh, an image file, um, such as a bitmap or something, you know. But most of my stuff is gonna go into a video format, anyways, because you know I'm I'm gonna be animating stuff, um, and that that's why I, you know, that, that's why I do that. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, have you done any digital art? I know you mentioned art, but I didn't know what type. Um, whether it was hard or digital media? Um, I do have a few drawing tablets that I use, um, but I'm not really used to the whole uh, tablet yet. Um, so one of them is just primarily used for OSU at the moment, but... Uh, yeah. I've heard good things about OSU. I've heard good things about OSU. You know, I don't know what everybody uses to draw their stuff, but... Um, I've heard a lot of good things about a lot of other programs, but I I like sticking to my to my basic stuff, to the basic stuff, and you know, I don't really need advanced tools if I can if I can make it work. <laughs> I mean, I prefer using pencil and paper over the tablet, but I know eventually I got to move well. over. I just got to learn how to use it properly. I mean, I mean, there's not much of a difference moving over, though. I mean, I personally don't use any tablets or anything, so I don't know how it works. I, I'm one of those people that use the uh, regular mouse to 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 animate. You know, I get the job done, so you know, I I can't really complain much. Um, see. The th thing is though with digital drawing is you have to have a whole different type of tactic when handling it because instead of having one surface that you have to manipulate you have a whole bunch that you usually use which are layers and um and i mean you can make some pretty cool effects and stuff but at the same time it's again a whole different te technique when trying to do things
So, yeah. Um, yeah. This seems like a longer episode than when I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean, of course we're running out of time. Sadly, as we most of the time do. I mean, that'd be pretty weird if we never ran out of time. I wish that would happen. Um, but, you know, it, it happens. Um, and yeah, so I've been Xander. I've been Nick. I've been Chris. We'll see you guys next time on the Just Talking Podcast. Every Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern on uh, Impact Media. Or- we'll see you guys next time on the Just Talking Podcast.